Dylan Cousins, far side of the ice. Dahlin with a shot, scores! Rasmus Dahlin gets the Sabres on the board and there's still 5.19 to go in the third period. That's a Jordan Greenway goal. One of the first moments of the game for all the moments in your life. Go forth to Firth. Jeremy and Joe, good Wednesday morning. Sabres out west. They lost to the Ducks. Made it close, but, you know. Sabres and Kings tonight at 10.30. We're, uh, we opened up talking a little bit about the Sabres because, you know. We needed more anger in our lives. Uh, more frustration. There's anger. I was asked, I told you on a station in uh, Vancouver yesterday, they asked if there was apathy. And I said, people care, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's tough to explain. It's really remarkable. It's incredible. It is in the. It's incredible to have finished with multiple top picks. It didn't work. Tear it down. Change that one. Get yep. other multiple top picks. Yep. Get flush with prospects, and still, I mean, not even be. This isn't even. Hey, they finished in tenth. Frustration. <laughs> like this is no right. It's you've never been competitive all year. You can't even have the the Detroit Red Wings season to give us a little bit of a nice feeling. Right. And the Red Wings are not even having a good season. Right, they're not actually legitimately good. No. They just are in it still. They're playing games that matter still. And how many times? is that, That's like the worst part of this 13 years is so often. Is it, is it every year really but one? Oh, that, the, the season's And o- the tank that, that we've cared about the games past the new year? Yeah. I mean, Jason Bottrell said the words, meaningful games in March as their standard, and then they like lost six in a row and didn't make it to March that that very year. I mean, they just they don't, if they you don't had to, exist. If you had to rank the funny things that have happened to the Sabres, that's high on the list. The meaningful, GM, meaningful games in March? Yeah, the GM saying that and then them losing six in a row before yeah. March. Yeah. 803-0550, get Sean McDermott's comments on explosive plays. Joe did some research on how often he has said explosive, mm-hmm. if at all. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, Mike in uh, Lancaster. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, you doing, much? I got a couple thoughts. One on the Sabres, one on the Bills. Uh, first, the Sabres. You uh, look in the, the standings or the uh, statistics right now. I think uh, Sam Reinhart maybe has 34 goals. Might be the second-leading goal scorer in the league. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, trade him away. It's a good idea. Um, Granado, minor league coach. You need somebody like a Tortorella in here that, you know, we'll sit players when they don't play well and not be their best friend. Um, you know, they're too soft. I believe Dylan Cousins said it a few weeks ago, much to he the dismay of his general manager. And they are too soft. You look at them and, you know, Dowling gets elbowed in the head. Yeah, okay, whatever. We'll bump somebody. Run our goalie. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. I mean, every team has somebody on it that answers the bell. Every team. Lots of teams have guys that score 40 goals, and we'll take your head off as well. We have none of that. You know, you get to the playoffs, first round exit, no doubt. I don't even want to get to the playoffs with this team. So, need a coach that can install some grit. I mean, when your own players are saying it, obviously it's true. I mean, Dylan Cousins, to his, you know, he'll he'll fight, but like, okay, like he's not a fighter. <laughs> you need that guy. Every team has that guy. You guys know that, and all the fans know that as well. You hear it in the stands. Everybody's sitting there going, "This is ridiculous." No, no grit, no enthusiasm. It just but when you have minor league people running the organization, that's what you get. So that's what it is. On the Bills, um, I liken Sean McDermott to Doug Collins in the NBA with Michael Jordan. Got to the playoffs, got so far, got so far, got so far. Could never get to the next step. They went out and they hired their Phil Jackson. 
get them all the way. We need to find that Phil Jackson for us. And just McDermott, the definition of insanity is over and over and over. I mean, yes, I give him credit, but it's a certain level, and that's it. We plateau. That's just my thought on that. I respect him, but want to get to the next level. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. one other thought, one other thought, that I'll let you talk. Stefan Diggs, um, you know, he dropped that big ball. He had no problem criticizing Josh Allen last year, standing on the sideline, yip-yapping. And, you know, I mean, good, he was into it. But this year, I need, you know, you get up after play like that, you go, you pat your chest, you go, me, me, my bad, my bad. I didn't see that. I mean, body language tells it all. Something's going on there. He has not been in vocal. He has not been involved. And you can just see it in his actions. And, you know, there's no, you know, he just gets up, closes his fingers a little. It's like, come on, man. I can see there's an issue there. I think the Bills need to address that, and I'll let you guys talk. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. On the Diggs stuff, I don't know. I'm I'm probably guilty of defending Diggs a little too much, but I think I, I'm not necessarily in for another offseason of what did he mean by the gesture that he made. Mm-hmm. Like, he and Allen are on the same team and have talked, would talk every single day for seven months or however many yep. months of football season are. I, I kind of... I went through a devil's advocate experience with a couple friends. Like, hey, what what if it meant this? Like, the little this close? Was saying that about himself? Like, I was this close. He and Josh, for the whole year, have been this close, right? Put your fingers together. This close. Hmm. Did he go back to the huddle immediately and say, my bad, big dog? We we don't know that. He was not openly critical of Josh Allen last year. That did not happen. There's at no point has Stefan Diggs been openly critical of Josh Allen. It's never happened. Yeah. He never talked at the end of last year. Then he came to training camp, talked for 30 minutes. He didn't talk at the end of this season. And I'm not saying he's – I mean, he definitely had a horrible game and let them down. And down the stretch, you know, yeah. now we've questioned whether or not he can truly be a wide receiver one. A lot of people are doing that. But what I would say is I don't need to fill silence from Diggs with my own projections of what he thinks. Mm-hmm. There hasn't even been a cryptic tweet. I'm sure in a week there will be. and Or he'll go on some podcast and maybe he'll say something that gets taken 10 different directions than it should. He did, by the way, it is worth pointing out, the fumble on the first play of the game. If you watch the, the camera angle, the all 22, I didn't notice this on the game, but he immediately runs right over to Dalton Kincaid, slaps him on the butt like, dude, boy, man, bailed me out, yeah. kind of. Wow. But like that, that won't get mentioned. Well, it's fine. Like he's not above criticism. There's no doubt about it. And he played a horrible game. My questions that. for him are more legitimately about like what the heck happened? Why did the production dry up? That that is to me way more it's way more important to me than what he meant by putting well, his fingers close together. To that point, and we'll talk to Joe Marino at eight o'clock of the Lockdown Bills podcast. He charted some numbers as of like two weeks ago. The Bills passing offense with Joe Brady. Not good it's just not good, not mm. efficient, not there. You've got a couple things with Shakir doing well, Kincaid, a nice rookie season. But Josh Allen's quarterback rating in a clean pocket in mm-hmm. Joe Brady's offense was ranked like 29th in the NFL. Yeah, At no point has the Brady offense been this very impressive passing attack. They have a couple of nice games. They have a couple of nice plays. But it's... It's not what we've seen the Bills be at their best. And for a couple games, it was the the running back, right? It was they were utilizing James Cook, yep. and defenses, I think, took that away pretty quickly thereafter. They focused in on that, and it was gone. And, 
man, like some of the some of the numbers on Diggs once Brady took over, like the the craziest stat I've seen is that and maybe this was updated, maybe it's even more correct actually after Sunday because I think I saw it before Sunday was that. Khalil Shakir on 37 targets under Joe Brady had more receiving yards than Stephon Diggs on 80 targets. Yeah. Under Joe Brady. And that's that that can't happen. Now, Brandon Bean, one of his comments from yesterday, he did say and this was uh, somewhat on Diggs and somewhat on worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And receiver that, I think it's when he was actually asked specifically about digs, was they'd like to, you know, they'd like to be able to draw some of the bracket coverage away from digs. Yeah. And that, to me, kind of sounded like an admission of, well, th- why haven't teams been able to do that to Diggs in the past as as often? Because they had other we've, good receivers. we've had other good receivers. And Bean sounded like someone that knows, I, I need another receiver not just because they're dangerous and they'll produce, but I need another receiver because defenses realize, oh, we could put everything we've got into covering Stephon Diggs and we don't have to worry about these other guys. Yep. Yeah, as much as we talk about helping Josh Allen, it's time to help Josh Allen and also help Diggs. Right, right. Stats on Khalil Shakir is a silver lining. But I'd like to talk about this because, to me, this actually underscores the Bills' lack of an identity on offense and something that I'd like to see them get fixed. So, in yards per target in the NFL this year in 2023, you know who number one in the NFL was? Was it Shakir? It was Shakir. Number one in yards per target. Number one in success rate. You and I don't like success rate, but whatever. No, but it's a, it's a consistency stat. Do you remember who, who's number one in the NFL in success rate? Is it Shakir? It was Shakir. Catch rate. Percentage of passes thrown to this receiver. Catch rate. It's not, it's not necessarily about drops. This is yeah. about how often the ball targeted to a player gets caught. And, you know, distance of throw matters. Number one in the NFL was? Shakir. Shakir. Had the Bills known wow. they had that guy on the roster, does Dalton Kincaid get drafted? It's a good no, que- maybe. It's a good question. Yeah. When they drafted Kincaid, it was well. This guy's going to play a lot of slot for us. We need the Beasley role filled. You have this guy now. Shakir right. is that dude. Right. And you didn't know you had that in him. He didn't play for you in year one. Year two, he explodes. He goes supernova in the slot and. Yeah. Now he looks to me like a really important part of their offense. And, okay, let's let's kind of fill out a depth chart for next year, Joe. I mean, Diggs is still on the team, and he's still going to be one of your top two wide receivers. Yep. 
Shakir, doesn't he have to play? He's your slot receiver. Okay. 100%. 100%. Is Kincaid your inline tight end? Yeah. He's, and he's your tight end. He, he caught 70-plus passes. I mean, yeah, he's he's starting. He's your number one tight end. And then I need a boundary receiver, and then I'm full. Where's Dawson Knox fit in? He doesn't. He, he doesn't. No, he's a backup tight end. Brandon Bean was asked yesterday about personnel groupings, how they're going to do it, and he talked about still mixing things in and their desire to be multiple. And 12 personnel went from a thing the organization always wanted to do mm. to it will be for, <clears throat> it'll be forgotten about. It'll be gone. It can't exist. Yeah. And the reason it can't exist anymore is because Khalil Shakir exists. You'd be taking him off the field if you if you go 12 personnel. Yep. And he does not play the outside and cannot be counted on as an outside receiver. So right. he's going to play a slot. He's a good slot receiver. And if you have a slot receiver, you really can't play 12. He played 70% in the slot. Like that's 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 the number where you see like Cole Beasley's usually. Yeah. So so, hey, Khalil Shakir is here to save everyone from 12 personnel. It just it was a funky idea from the start, right. and they're already off of it because Shakir exists. So, in, in theory, it, it kind of, right, it doesn't really fit naturally because Knox now is on the bench. He's a good player, but he's on the bench because he's just not better than the guy they drafted. And there's being so, yesterday talking about Knox being accepting of his drop in snaps. Right. And how he says he'll do anything. I, I, as Bean says that yesterday at his presser, I think I hope he's telling Knox to get used to it because he's not going to yeah. be a featured tight end ever again. Not not on this team at least. Not that, unless which, which is, hurt. Which is why, like I, I they, they did not sound like a team that would, you know, be looking to trade him during the off season. I guess there probably was no scenario in which they would have sounded like that, even if they thought about it. Because um, you can trade Knox if you really want to. I don't know if they need to, but the good news is though, Kincaid is better than Knox. So if they nail a receiver pick this offseason, and now Shakir, ha- who ha- just went nuclear from the slot, is like, oh, we found him. We found our yep. Beasley, but he can also do some yak stuff too. And the rookie receiver is good, can produce right away, and will help get digs open. Suddenly, like I'm, I'm golden. They really yeah. are one player away, hit- hitting on one more receiver, from the whole picture, looking pretty darn good. And Kincaid being better than Knox, I do want to say, is a part of that. Yep. Kincaid's a better receiver as a rookie than Knox ever has been. We don't we don't know how high the ceiling could be for him. Right? And something I said to you, and I've said to friends, and I've said on the air, is I can't wait for you to see how good this offense is when they have an awesome receiver on the other side. They're going to be so good. They're, it's going to be an offense like, mm-hmm. boy, who do you cover? What do you do? And if Joe Brady wants to get into his bag with Diggs back in form or even at like 80% of what he has been, not at his peak, a good rookie receiver who can make a difference like Zay Flowers. Yeah. That guy's not some crazy, never could imagine anyone be this good. What about Tank Dell? Puka Nakua. I'm not even saying you can get these guys in the fifth, but rookies come in and contribute if you if you get the right guy. That guy, Diggs, Kincaid, Shakir, Cook, I'm fast, I'm explosive, I'm diverse, I've got options. So I'm encouraged by that, and I feel like it stinks that they had to get to this point because they didn't ever have to get to this point. Yes, the loss on Sunday and the chatter from Bean, and I started thinking about this a little bit, and we can talk about it this morning as well. The season looks like a loss that's on the GM to me. Mm. More than the coach. Why'd the coach lose? In part because of injuries to his defense. Mm -hmm. Why'd the offense fall apart? Why they 
Why they have to fire their offensive coordinator? Why they have to, because offensively their identity has been lost, and they draft three receivers in the first three rounds, and they draft a tight end when they have a tight end. Like okay, that'll that'll be good long term, but short term this is not actually going to help you that much. Mm. So anyway, eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll get some more calls in. Uh, Dan Scott, stick with us. We'll go right to your calls. Sales coming up seven thirty on WTR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.